0: Back in April I recorded a podcast about John Tordy's book Northumberland as part of uh, the first of these special podcasts where I take a look at a subject matter or some photography or a project and um, I thought it was rather rather good so I'm going to continue with these little recordings, these little special podcasts. It's going to be about three or four a year and I thought I'd look at a different area uh, aside from the photography books but it is uh, related because uh, John Tordy's Northumberland which was the book that I looked at in the last recording uh, it influenced this project uh, a lot, uh, it was a big influence and so I thought I would talk about the Norfolk project which is a big photography project that I started officially in 2001 but the the idea really first started in about 1998 or at least the first sort of like the foundations of it uh, occurred then and uh, it was taken over 10 years uh, all over the county of Norfolk and the idea was was to sort of like document uh, various different facets of the county's life and history and just generally capture things there was no particular plan there was no particular idea at the start it was just sort of go along and see what I can find with my camera and initially it was going to be uh, in 2001 at least when the 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 idea came together that I was going to do it as a as a project and uh, keep at it originally it was going to be just for five years but then I realised that I could do it a lot longer than that. There was so much that could be shot and documented that I thought I would carry on and uh, and basically give it no cut-off date, which is how it is now. It's at the moment it's sleeping for the want of a better word, uh, but it's still an active project. Whenever I go down to the county, it gets reactivated. So, uh, you know, the next time that I go down there, there'll be more pictures to take. Uh, really, the project stemmed from, like I say, from the, the John Eye book, but there was another reason for starting it, and that was in 1988, I had come out of university, and I was sort of creatively and emotionally burnt out, probably more creatively. Uh, burnt out than emotionally but either way the, the degree hadn't been quite what I'd wanted and I was a bit disillusioned with photography uh, my confidence had gone and I really needed something to get my photography back on track to get the the interest and the passion back and I thought, well, what I need is a is a big project that I can get my teeth into, something, you know, that I can concentrate on, um, away from the other areas that I was looking at, because at the time I was looking into the idea of becoming a freelance photographer. And, of course, working photography is different to personal photography. Uh, I was looking down a more commercial route than a documentary. So I was sort of going back to my roots, taking something, uh, some influencers, and uh, just heading out to try and recover my photo mojo, I suppose you could say. So, I'm having a look at the gallery on the website at the moment, and it's certainly by no means uh, complete, but it's a good indication of the work that so far has been, you know, edited and collated, and uh, I suppose, really, uh, I'll just... For this podcast, I'll just pick out a few images which I'm particularly fond of. The first one being uh, the first image that comes up, which I think actually sums up the project quite nicely, and it's uh, looking over the old airfield at the 100th Bomb Group Museum. This is a fantastic place. Uh, It's an old airfield, US Army Air Force airfield from World War II that's been um, renovated by a group of uh, volunteers, It was renovated in the 1970s. They saw this old Army Air Force tower that needed a bit of love and attention and they thought it would make a a great memorial to uh, the people who flew from that airfield. And over a period of quite a few years, uh, they managed to get the funds and do it up and the volunteers put together this fantastic memorial museum and the tower tower has uh, a memorial, it even has a little chapel which is very nice, and uh, with pictures of all of the crews who uh, sadly didn't make it back and this picture that I took I think it'd be probably about 2009, something like that was a picture that I'd wanted to take for quite some time, it was just looking over the airfields, getting a sort of uh, 12 o'clock high vibe, there's a, a great 1940s film 1949 I think it was made Uh, got Gregory Peck in it and it's called 12 o'clock high and it's all about uh, a squadron operating out of England and uh, the stories of uh, you know what happened to it and early in the film (coughs) one of the main characters goes back to the old airfield and he's looking across and he's getting all of the memories and sounds and just reminiscing generally about the, the field and you 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 get that when you go to Thorpe Abbotts even though uh, even mm. though you know you've never flown there it's got an atmosphere to it um, and what it must be like for veterans of uh, which sadly I imagine that there's probably not that many go back now but Certainly, in the 1990s, um, there was a lot of veterans who were going over there to, to take a look at this this field, and I would imagine that probably one of the places that they stood was, uh, you know, where the photograph was taken, just looking over the old airfield and just. Uh, imagining, you know, going back to those those days back in their youth. For some of them it would be quite strange because they would have flown from Thorpe Abbotts in 1943 and if they got shot down they wouldn't have uh, gone back to that airfield. They would have just rotated right back to the States at the end of the war. So, you know, it could be the that some of them, it, and, it, and it's, it is documented, you know, that some of them took off in 1943 and the next time they actually visited the field would be some 60... 65 years later, which must be an incredibly uh, strange feeling for people. The following image is just inside the tower, and there's a model which gives a scale of the size of the airbase, which was absolutely huge. And I've always thought it would be great to sort of like have a a reenactment field, you know, where you drove in through the gates, and there you are, you're in a 1943 airbase, completely. I mean, it'd be Ludicrous money to run, but uh, it would be a great way of a sort of like living history. But like I say, it'd just be ridiculous. But Thorpe Abbotts was an absolutely massive site, and it was just one of 37 airfields that was in uh, was in Norfolk at the time. The RAF and the United States Army Air Force flew from there, and um, <clears throat> it's really does bring home the the, the scale. Uh, I mean, just the amount of people who would be be working there. So really these these two photos there are a few uh, others in the uh, in the series is sort of looking back at pretty recent history of what happened to the county and uh how important it was during the war a lot of the uh, strategic and tactical aviation, took off from there to fly against Nazi Europe. Uh, And it's just uh, an absolute joy to see a place like that. It is like a living memorial, and hopefully it will carry on for quite a few years. I really do want to go back and take some more photos, uh, but in colour. Uh, A lot of the work is in black and white there, but I'd, I'd like to get some more colour work shot there. The other end of the gallery is a series of images that were taken in 2016 and it was a bit of a surprise visit and it kind of like fits into the memorial sort of like side of those first two images in that but from a a more personal point of view in that Sadly, in 2016, my mother was diagnosed with terminal cancer and we decided that we would give her one last holiday. And the holiday that we decided, for a number of reasons, um, was that we'd take her to Norfolk. And a lot of it was that it wasn't that far uh, in the scheme of things. I mean, it was far enough considering how frail she was. She was physically not in a a great way, and, and looking back, we actually only just sort of, like, made the holiday. I think if we'd have left in another couple of weeks, you just would not be a, have been able to do it. She was uh, going downhill uh, uh an increasing pace, sadly. So there's six images at the end, starting with uh, a nice image of a couple walking across a windswept beach at Burnham Overy, Stathe Norfolk, And this is a fantastic beach that I'd visited before, you have to walk out uh, for probably about a couple of miles before you reach, you know, a set of dunes, and you go over the dunes, and then hey presto, you're on this absolutely massive beach, and when I was there last, the wind was blowing the sand across, and, you know, like I say, that summer had been particularly awful, um, we'd got the 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 news in july but we knew that something was wrong from about april may and we were just getting all of the tests and the tests seems as as though you know they were going to take uh forever to find out you know what was the matter with my mom and then we we found out so it was great to go to somewhere where you could just park the car up just walk and it almost felt like you know you were having some of the the problems temporarily blown away by the by the wind and uh, there was quite a few people walking about the next shot along is uh walking the dog which is a a reasonable reasonably new image i've been going through these uh, steady but what i would call um I'm taking my time with them um they're not easy images to to look at, and I think a lot of that is because they they kind of like um reflect change to me um there's a lot of melancholy in there, I suppose you could say uh you know considering that the rest of the the project is quite upbeat and uh you know is is showing the the beauty of the the Norfolk there's a bit more with these final images there's sort of like a bittersweet element in there really in fact I actually find them looking at them I actually find them quite lonely images in a rather uh, rather odd way Uh, but maybe that's just me reading something into them Um, but you know there's there's one or two rather nice uh, pictures in there the last one which is a World War 2 uh, clifftop pillbox resting on the beach between Cromer and East Runton. I mean, the pillbox is featured before. There's a six six black and white image that I took. I think about 2007, so uh, nearly 10 years before. Um, and you know, and this World War Two clifftop pillbox has been uh, taken from the clifftop by coastal erosion. And has been dumped on the beach and it's been there ever since so it's 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 sort of an environmental photo in a way uh, because where it is 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 not where it was built and uh, it's it's sort of there's a lot of that with uh, the world world war ii uh, defensive uh, installations Norfolk was the nearest county to Nazi Germany during the war and it was always thought uh, by the government that if the Germans were going to make a landing anywhere potentially then it could be Norfolk because a lot of the beaches uh, there's deep water which you'd be able to bring ships into and there's plenty of areas that you'd be able to unload equipment and uh, men and trucks and tanks and things. So they built this... Defensive uh, ring around certain areas. Uh, there's a, a an area called Waybourne, which, when you actually look at it on Google Earth, you'll notice that there's a there's a first ring of pillboxes. In fact, there's a picture on the on the gallery at Waybourne of one of the the, the pillboxes, which is covering this entrance to the beach and then there's a a few other heavy gun emplacements and then a bit further inland there's like a second ring uh... so you know if the germans make it past the first ring then you've got the second ring of defences now a lot of these are sort of like overgrown and and hidden now but uh... occasionally you can be going through a norfolk village and then come across a a machine gun pillbox just by the side of the road uh obviously put there to try and defend the, the the villages as much as possible and all of these uh defensive installations some of them are now finding themselves precariously on the edge of a cliff because a lot of the uh areas uh along the Norfolk coast are facing coastal coastal erosion and in the case of this World War 2 cliff top pillbox it's been taken the cliff has literally been removed from beneath it and it's slid down and it's ended up on the beach and there it sits and it's it's something i always go over and touch for some reason it's always nice to sort of like see it because um you know it's it's i don't know whether it, it's moved particularly i think it has it, it's I'd have to compare both of the pictures from 10 years but it hasn't moved that much it always seems so it, it's there and considering the, the, the battering that it takes from the waves uh, especially during the winter it must see quite a bit of uh, water it's, it's not doing too badly so you know that was the final six images that were taken in 2016 and hopefully the next time I go back to the county it will be it'll be a different phase of the project Uh, I think those six images nicely finish off the first phase Uh, originally it was going to last until 2011 and then there was going to be another phase after that but like I say whenever I end up in Norfolk whatever the situation the project is reactivated so you've got to uh, start shooting and come up with something there's probably going to be another couple more photographs added from that 2016 trip but I can't really see them being more than uh, the six currently on there at the moment I can't really see there being any more than eight certainly no more than 10 I would have thought so that's really where the project's standing at the moment like I say it's deactivated and whenever I cross over uh, the border all of a sudden everything sort of snaps on there's no plans at the moment to to reactivate it but uh, I'd like to try and do it with another shoot down there within the next maybe five years I mean to be honest some of this is to do with the fact you know that we went there a couple of years with my mum so I'd like those memories to sort of like fade a bit before I go back. Um, It was an old holiday destination and uh, so there's quite a lot of memories there not only from taking photography but going there you know with my sister and my, my dad and my mom and we used to go in there and it's fantastic great place to visit and uh, one of my favorite counties probably the reason why I chose it and um, it's just very very di- diverse it's just a a great place to go and take pictures you can always come away with something interesting and It's always changing, and because it's always changing, you're always going to have something that you're going going to be able to to photograph and document. So that's it for the first Norfolk Project special podcast. I'm sure that there are going to be more, because there's plenty more to talk about to do with this project. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just... Fantastic to be able to talk about these images and just get some of the, the stories out. It's coming up to the start of it, is well, like I say, it started technically, you know, if you really wanted to go back to the basics in 1998, so that's 20 years ago, and um, it certainly helped me develop my photography further after uh, my photo education stopped. It, it, help me get my love and passion for photography back, which I think is important. So that's the reason why the Norfolk project's got quite a special place in my heart, really. And uh, I think it's probably going to continue until one day I drop off my perch. We'll just have to see how, um, how it goes. But I really enjoy taking pictures down there. And as long as I enjoy taking the pictures, I'll carry on. Thanks for listening and there will be another podcast later this month and there will be another special podcast probably in about another three months' time, something like that, round about September, something like that.